Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Kathleen Basie. I'm an award-winning musical composer, a feature writer, essayist, and of course, storyteller. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Nancy Yeager writes in multiple genres and under two pen names. She's a best-selling author of historical and contemporary romance, and her first women's fiction novel, When We Were Friends, came out in October 2022. Nancy's women's fiction stories explore women's friendships and family bonds and include, of course, a little romance. Early reviewers of her new book have said it is filled with characters that readers will love and be rooting for until the satisfying end, and it is the perfect excuse for an indulgent weekend in bed. Welcome, Nancy, to Author Express. Hello, thanks for having me. I think an indulgent weekend in bed sounds pretty much fantastic as a mother of four myself. <laughs> right, it's always nice to have a, a reason for an escape. I think a good book's like the best reasons. Yes. We're going to dive right in today and get to know you a little bit. So tell me what you think the most interesting thing is about where you're from. So I'm from a place called York, Pennsylvania. I think different shows have had characters from central Pennsylvania. It's known as Pennsylvania now, which is kind of gives you a, <laughs> a sense of what it's like. Actually, I grew up in a place that made York peppermint patties. So anyone who's had a York peppermint patty, they used to be made in my hometown. I, I think they no longer are. And is it, is it also, required to like them if you live in the town? I don't know. But, you know, there's an interesting thing, which I didn't somehow I missed this as a kid. I don't know. My parents are falling down on the job. Apparently, you could go to the factory and get extra, like the, the rejects and like, ah. like get bags full of peppermint patties with like too much chocolate on them or something. You know, they, oh, they right. wouldn't. There's no such thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I missed out on that whole thing. I found out about this as an adult. So apparently it was uh, an open secret that I missed. Also, they um, they made York barbells. There was some sort of uh, champion weightlifter from York, and he came back home and started this company. And it, it's a well-known product, apparently, if you're in the weightlifting world, which I'm not. How but very interesting. <laughs> so there you go. A couple of, couple of fun facts about York. So you grew up in York, or that's where you live now? I do not, no. I, I, I no longer live in Pennsylvania. But. That's where you grew up. Who was your best friend there? So I had sort of three childhood best friends. <clears throat> the first was in elementary school, and it was another small blonde named Nancy. <laughs> we had a lot in common. <laughs> and we were elementary school best besties. And then in middle school and high school, in my homeroom, I sat right next, my last name begins with a Y, obviously. And I sat right next to a girl whose last name began with Z. And that was Stacy. And <laughs> Stacy and I were just homeroom buddies and besties. And, and she was an only child. I was the youngest and all my siblings were long since gone. So kind of had that sister thing happening. And then um, as I transitioned into kind of college age and young adulthood and uh, one of my longtime childhood friends, we just realized we were suddenly always on the same page. And it wasn't a conscious choice. Those other friendships didn't go away. It just, you know, it just suddenly realized, oh, we're best friends. And that was great, too. Yeah. So I think it's funny how um, in adulthood, there are several of my really good friends that we look at each other and we're like, I don't remember how we met each other or how we became friends. You just suddenly realize that this person is really important to your life. I, and yeah, exactly. I, I think that's so valuable. Yeah, yeah. And great to have these different, you know, different phases of your life. You're going to feel closer to some people than other people just because of what you're going through. The, you know, this best friend, we both happened to have kids really young. We were in our 20s when we had our kids. Yeah, most of our friends didn't. We were kind of in that 
first cohort, age cohort, people were having kids in their late 20s and their 30s. And here we were, <laughs> you know, these young, crazy, you know, moms. And so, yeah, it, different things bond you at different times. That is really interesting. I And I do think there's something to that, that when you have young children, even the age of the of the adults doesn't matter as much as the fact that you have that common experience because other people sort of forget that what goes along right. with young childhood. And so you can accommodate each other better. Right, right. I mean, I have that that also made for the fact that I, we were empty nesters, you know, by the time we were 40. And our daughter also didn't help matters because she skipped a grade and left. She was like ready to leave for college the minute she graduated high school. So, so yeah, so we were like these ridiculously young empty nesters. And now it's like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what it's like to have a kid in the house. You know, oh, so. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that, but that I think is really valuable. I started having children late and the uh, later, probably not late compared to what people think now, but I felt like it was late. And I think about my parents and how young they were when we all went to college and how much energy you had and how much energy you have for grandchildren when, it, when the time comes and when we put it off a long time, then it's a different dynamic. So I, I think that's great. You still yeah, have a lot yeah. of your life that you can go travel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the nice thing is our daughter, she left, she was still 17. She went across the country for a year, then came back east to finish college and bounced around a little bit, um, lived in, which her now husband, she went to um, Ithaca, New York with him because he was getting his mm -hmm. PhD at Cornell. Then they went to DC and now they're in Baltimore, which is like half an hour from us. So, you know, that's, that's, that's very nice. nice. She, as anxious as she was to leave when she was still 17, she didn't go too far. So <laughs> we consider <laughs> that a win. <laughs> yes. So let's circle back to this question of friendship because your book is called When We Were Friends and that gives us a really good kind of connection there. So tell me which character in your book do you identify with the most closely? So the two main characters are Franny and Lexi and they are the you know, friends in question. And a little, you know, it's they're such real people to me, separate from me, that it's always a little difficult for me to go back and identify. But I really think... Um, I mean, Franny's a little snarky and sarcastic, uh, definitely comes from me. Lexi is a little more, um, she's more of a people person. She needs those connections. Franny thinks she's a loner. So they have, the, have those kind of divergent things happening. I mean, I think those are all pieces of me. I'm one of those introverts who loves to connect. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. and then I'm, then I'm tired and I have to go home and take a nap. Right, kind of right. I, but so, I, I empathize <laughs> right, with that. Very, that's a very common writer thing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so I identify with each of them in their own ways. I, again, these are young characters, and I think one of the reasons, they're in their 20s, <clears throat> mid-20s. I think one of the reasons I wrote them that age, well, there, there were a few reasons. I knew the inciting incident that happens before the book starts, um, which is then covered in the book, is it, something that happened when they were 19, Mm -hmm. They committed a crime for a good reason. They got caught and Franny took the rap because Lexi was in no, she was too fragile emotionally, physically. Franny took the rap, went to jail. Now she's out. So just timing wise, that was obviously the timeline, but also there's something about that age and it's this cusp between your adults and you're expected to be mm -hmm. adults and have, you know, and in my case, you know, we had, we had a, a child already and my best friend had her kids already. So, we felt very adult at that age. And so it's a, in a sense, these are, these are a little bit younger than we were in our mid twenties, but there mm -hmm. is that sense of who are we and how do we fit together? And um, I, I've said this in other interviews that my best friend died when we were in our late thirties, but mm -hmm. at the time when we were in our mid twenties, 
you know, it really was this figuring out, you know, who were we to each other? Who are we to each other? And in making, as, as we talked about, those having those connections and realizing how close we really still were. So I wanted that for these friends as well. Of course, theirs is much more dramatic. We didn't, we didn't have any, you know, crime spree <laughs> or anything like that that happened in our are you sure <laughs> in our twenties? Well, you know, nothing will cop to. <laughs> Did you find yourself rooting for one of them over the other? Because there's obviously going to be conflict in a book like this. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Franny really is the main main character. There are the two main characters, but most of the, the majority of the book is from her point of view, and the book opens in her mind. And I think uh, she's the stranger coming to town, so she's returning from prison. Uh, it, it's she and Lexi grew up in a small town. This is a different small town. She's going there because this is now where Lexi lives. So it's that um, fish out of water, stranger coming to town. I'm always rooting for that, you know, so already kind of an underdog. I'm always rooting for the underdog a little bit. So, but then, uh, interestingly, as I wrote, I, I mean, I'm a, a big planner, so I know a lot about the story before I ever write a word, but still things get revealed. And I think yes. one of the things that got revealed to me as I wrote this book was just how deeply hurt and broken Lexi still was. Because uh -huh. originally I thought the story was really about Franny's brokenness and how she repairs that and comes back into society. And then I realized how broken Lexi was too. So that kind yeah. of gave me a little, not that I was unsympathetic to her, but she really was kind of the unintentional nemesis for Franny. So as I wrote you the know, book. Those are, those are such really amazing moments to me, I think, as a writer, because when those things right. happen, that the person suddenly becomes real to you and suddenly exactly. you're for the person it, when you're rooting for the, for the antagonist, so to speak, then you just know that something really wonderful has just happened in the book. That just makes me happy to hear. Yeah. Well, and the other, I will say another character that that happened with is Franny's mother, because in early iterations, I don't know that I ever got through a full first draft before changing this, but it, certainly earlier on, she was much more just the, she was a single mom. She was way too young when she had Franny to, she wasn't mature enough to do a great job. And Franny felt, you know, neglected, all, all these things go into it. But then as I, I wrote more about her and a few things that get revealed near the end of the book, I understood her more as well. And, and so it also became a book about mothers and daughters, totally unintentionally. So again, yeah, there's nice surprises when you're writing. And like I said, I'm a total planner and it's always interesting to me when people say, oh, but then I know too much, then I'm not interested in writing it. And I'm thinking, but so much still happens, you know, yeah, when so you much start still writing it. To be revealed. Yeah. 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 yeah, I yeah. totally agree with that. We're, we're on the same wavelength there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you've written more books than just this one. So do you remember when you first decided you were going to write your first novel? I think when I realized that writing was a job that someone had, that, you know, that there was a person behind this Dr. Seuss that wrote these <laughs> books. I mean, that's how young I was. My, my mom would read to me all the time. We'd go to the library. I loved books. And at some point, I mean, I was really young. I'm not sure I was even in school when I had this discovery that people, people do this. Like these books don't just appear. Someone sits down and does the work to tell these stories. And then theoretically, <laughs> they got paid for it. <laughs> and I was like, sign me up. <laughs> However, <laughs> life was pretty circuitous and, um, you know, you get older and you get more re realistic and artistic endeavors are tough. And so I took all these other paths. And, and But interestingly, every time I chose a path, like, oh, I'll go into, 
um, veterinary medicine, which I, I oh. love animals. And, and I, however, what I really loved was James Harriet <laughs> stories. Oh. There was a James Harriet <laughs> series called It's All Creatures Great and Small. That's right. And I read right. that and I read all the like Man of War and all these horse books. So I wanted to be a large animal vet in the English countryside in the 1940s. <laughs> you know, so it was really, this is how I like arrived at things. I wanted to be an anthropologist. Well, that had to do with all, <clears throat> I say the Indiana Jones character, but that was a little later. I mean, I was really into anthropology and, and, all that stuff, you know, from from like National Geographic and all these other things that I read. Uh -huh. So I wanted to do so many things. All of it was influenced by reading, by books, yeah, by the winding 19th, road that only leads in one, one direction. Exactly. And eventually, and interestingly, I kept, you know, when I went off to college, I kept testing out of my writing classes. Oh. So I didn't have formal writing classes. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of literature classes. It wasn't my major. But I had a lot of lit classes and not really formal writing. So when I wanted to sit down and, and, and of course, creative writing, I wouldn't have taken because I would have thought, that's not practical. You know, got to be practical, <laughs> even though I loved writing. So I was really close to 30 when I returned to this idea that I could. I, and I was writing articles. I was doing other things in you know, writing related, but not really focused on fiction. So I was close to 30 when I said, you know, I'm going to look around, see, maybe there's a writing group somewhere. I don't know. This is, you know, this was before <laughs> everyone was online. I had to like go find an in real life writing group. And I, I found my first writing tribe and, and that just started all of it. It's very cool. So tell us what's the best place for folks to find you online? My website is helpful for that. It's nancyagerbooks.com. It'll have stuff about the book. It has a way to sign up for my book club. If, you have, if your book club wants to read the book, I can even come visit, you know, if we can work out time, a Zoom time. I have events on there and sign up for my newsletter because I do uh, actually do several newsletters <laughs> because I do a newsletter for each different genre. Whatever you're interested in, you know, you can sign up for whatever newsletter is appropriate to whatever you like to read. That's and I will great. say, I'm on social media, but not as much as people would like me to be, <laughs> like <laughs> editors and <laughs> publishers. But I'm Fair there enough. occasionally. <laughs> not, the, not the best place to find me, but I am there. I'll pop in. So, yeah, so you're a website out. and newsletter person. That, that works. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's close by, um, let me ask you, what book or story inspires you the most? The book that inspired me recently was, it's not a new book. It's called Lily and the Octopus. Okay. Um, Stephen Rowley, I think is his last name. His more recent book is The Gunkle. It was just this, it, it reminded me of like a, an emotional nerve I want to touch when I'm writing. So, you know, different books inspire in different ways. It's not anything along the lines of something I would write, but I loved reading it so much. So that's my most recent, um, but you know, every month there'll be some new book that inspires me one way or another, because that's, you know, writing is being a good reader, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is, and that is how it should be. So thank you so much for being such a great guest today, Nancy. And we look forward to reading your books. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. Thanks for joining us. We hope you'll take a second to give us some stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll be back next Wednesday. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express but keep it interesting.